Hey team, welcome to the 249 podcast. My name is Courtney, co-owner and coach of CrossFit 249. Each week I'm going to be speaking to members and experts on all of the ways you can create a healthy and functional life. Okay, so in our third women's health episode, we are going to be tackling five common myths that we as coaches, trainers hear a lot, um, and we want to debunk them and talk about some facts. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we've got five that we hear really common um, myths, and we're just going to go through them. And yeah, debunk them a little bit. So the first one, and probably my favorite one, is uh, weight training makes women bulky. Yeah, it is such a common one. And I think you can break this down into one, what is the wrong with being bulky in the first place? I think that's a whole other topic. Yeah. But two, that I just don't know where it's come from. Like I just, it just, I remember I've seen, I've had thought that as well, but I don't know where that kind of was put well, onto me. But right away, it was kind of like when I first, I the first time I started training was in a women's only gym and it was very much all cardio machines, everything like that. Light dumbbells. Light like dumbbells. 30 reps off. Um, and it was very much like trying to not make you bulky. Um, and then it's kind of that narrative has just passed through. But I'm just like, where did it come from? Magazines is yeah, all I, just I don't know. Like, obviously, this is pre-social media, showing my age, but um, <laughs> which makes me feel terrible. <laughs> um, but definitely all the magazine covers are just like, get lean. It's never like build muscle but yeah. then the men's fitness covers would always be like how to build a six-pack or how to build a yeah. chest or whatever and it's like that's not the the messaging for women yeah and I think social media has pros and cons to it and I think mm-hmm. a pro is that we are seeing more women now coming out who are looking more muscular or um you know building um strength and you, you know but people seem to think that that means that they're going to get bulky if, if they want to be strong and it's like they're two very different mm-hmm. things and I don't think people understand for women because of our hormones and how our body is made up how hard that is to even become <laughs> bulky and I've for been two trying women, for so long I mean, <laughs> for two women sitting here right now where we are actively trying to be bulky grow muscle like I want to look like I could rugby tackle yeah a six foot five man it is so hard it is really hard because of just the way that you know we don't have as much testosterone as men either so that makes it harder you know we have to eat it's like you're just constantly having to eat more more protein and it's still hard and the level um intensity of your training as well has to match that stimulus and it's just much harder for women Mm -hmm. to do that because of our like chemical makeup if you will um yeah the thing I put up a like a Facebook story or whatever like a long time ago like I don't think you realize how hard it is to become bulky like yeah. that you don't need to be scared of it yeah. like you're not just going to suddenly look at a barbell and like be Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah like I wish <laughs> yeah that's what I mean like uh, and I think that helps when I've said that to people like do you understand that I'm actually trying to get what you say is bulky, that is my goal. And I know for you as well. And it's like, we do work really hard to get to that. And yes, okay, we've built muscle and that over time. But I know both of us are still very much like, no, I want to get more muscle, more muscle. And it takes just such a long time. Mm-hmm. And there's lots That's of the other thing. components you need in it. It's not just you lift weights and you're bulky. You need a very high protein diet. You need to be eating a lot, a lot more of calories. calories, a lot of calories. You need to be managing your um, stress as well within that your training needs to be yeah. so specific that it's it. designed to put the muscle on so just yeah. casually you know doing some strength training in the gym 
it is not going to get you there no exactly and and the like the intensity as well that you have to to meet to even allow that to even like happen as and well. then like so. like you said in the beginning like what is bulky and what's the problem with it like yeah what what is what do we what are people meaning when they say oh I don't want to get bulky and it's it's not something like you said it is getting better with social media and I do think CrossFit has played a big part in that showing these women that are incredible um yeah. but what is the issue yeah being what bulky? What, like, what does bulky mean I still hear it now yeah I still hear people say I don't want I don't want to get bulky when I come and lift weights it's like you're not going to but why do you not want to what does that mean, mean to, to you? you yeah and I think it's deciphering like what does that actually mean because then like as coaches we can understand that a bit more but a lot of people when I've questioned them on that they don't know yeah they don't actually they're know just spouting they, something they've they heard. Have. but then when I say to them okay then, then they say but and I want to be toned and mm-hmm. I'm like okay being toned means you need to build muscle building muscle means you've got to lift weights eat more protein eat more food in a very sim- simplistic way and they're like right okay but does that mean I'm going to get bulky what no but what's bulky and they still can't tell me what no. bulky is they want to be toned but and again I hate using that word but that's a word that gets chucked yes. around a lot yeah and that's another toned thing is what you want which is to build muscle but you don't yeah. want to build muscle because it, you think it's going to make you bulky I think toned and bulky are actually the same thing yes now I didn't used to think that but now since becoming a coach working with women I actually think it's the same thing. And I think people, I, I think they're the same coin, but people are seeing two sides of it. And one of it is like, I do want that muscle definition. Yeah. And I do want to look, you know, strong and lean, but I don't want to look bulky. And it's like, but your bulky definition probably is muscle definition, strong and yeah. lean. Yeah. Like that exactly. is what you want. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I realized that more recently. Um, I'm like, yeah, I actually think they're the same thing for what, what people think But it's are. just connotation at- attached to the word. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it's, as well, I think it's come from kind of like, if you look at like bikini models or bodybuilders and things like that, you know, people yes. do compare themselves to that. And people have to understand that bodybuilding is a sport, whether you agree with that or not, mm-hmm. it is a sport. And they will go to absolute extremes to achieve that physique. And there is nothing wrong with that. And not something I want to do or what I would train somebody to do, like, you know, because our philosophy is to help people train and to live a long and healthy life. Yes. And arguably, it's not an aesthetic goal necessarily. Yeah. It's And you cannot compare, like, you as a normal person with a nine-to-five job, probably kids, um, you know, all of that. To training an hour a day, day that's the thing. To somebody who is training six days a week, who sole purpose and bills depend on them being more muscular and the drive supplementation possibly taking um things called like peds which is like performance um enhancers um to get them there like you just can't compare like you're not doing and i think that's the thing people think oh okay well that means the end result is a i'm gonna look like a bikini model or a bodybuilder it's like that's a sport and it's and it's the same and we keep I keep coming back to this over the last couple of the, couple of weeks. This is where I'm really, I keep drawing it back to like, nobody looks at like uh, Jessica Ennis or Mo Farah or anyone like that and goes, oh, if I go out for a run, I'm going to suddenly be like them. Yeah. But, so why do we look at yeah. uh, like weightlifting or CrossFit in that way? Yeah, it is, very, it, it is very bizarre. And I think it's the same, yeah, with lifting weights and things like, uh, like you was making a good point earlier about maybe it's because 
not as many people know people who do CrossFit or weightlifting. So it seems quite like a unique thing. Um, but everybody knows we only see run. the pinnacles of it. We yeah. don't see the gen pop. Yeah, so whereas much. gen pop, you, you, majority, you know, I, I can name many people that I know who even aren't competitive runners. They just run for fun. So again, you don't really get that self comparison. And um, the same is like you know, on a Saturday, like, oh, you know, in the summer, I like to go and play tennis. I don't think oh, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've got to be a professional. And a lot of people don't. <laughs> like a lot of people will do golf and tennis, hiking. They're not comparing themselves to the elite so why is it as soon as we step into a gym environment and we pick up a barbell we're like well I'm not I'm not lifting a hundred kilo snatch and I'm not doing it's just we've got to kind of get out of that mindset because that is actually stopping you from progressing because you're saying I will not lift a barbell and I will not lift weights because I will get bulky because that is what somebody else who's a competitive athlete who does it for a job gets you know it's just you've got to let go of that Myth number two, uh, well, it's kind of like a two-parter. Fat makes you fat, slash carbs make you fat. This one, Basically, I'm just, I'm just anything, not... insert current trend here, makes you fat. Yeah, and I'm waiting for protein to get it because protein mm-hmm. hasn't really got that yet. At like, the minute, it's like the superstar food, yeah, isn't it? and I'm just waiting for protein to come along and be demonized. Um, Oh, well, there's already, I hear like whisperings of like, yeah, but it'll ruin your kidneys and whatever. Oh, yeah, so I have heard that, that admittedly, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of that, but it should will we, happen. For, should we first off, just if you wanted to explain like what are carbs, fats and protein? Because I think yeah. that would help people. Yeah, okay. Um, they're literally just um, what we call macronutrients. So like a breakdown of um, the, the composition of your food. Um, and they just, they play different roles in your body. All three of them are necessary. Mm. Your body can't survive without any of them. And that might come as a shock to like diehard keto fans who are like, no, but your body can create carbs. Yes, but the fact that your body needs to create them tells you that it's essential for your body. Yeah, exactly. So we need all three. Actually, your body mostly runs on carbs. It runs on glucose. Your brain needs about 130 grams of glucose every day, literally just to survive. So... um, yeah, all three play different roles and all three are necessary. And it's just the way that your food is made up. And you'll get some foods that are pretty much all of one macronutrient and then you'll get some that are a mix of two or a mix of all three. So Yeah, and I think that's important for people to understand because when you realise, oh, okay, carbs have a purpose, fats have a purpose, protein has a purpose, why are you cutting them out? I know. <laughs> like, they are literally, when uh, a common thing that I come across is oh, you know, but um, one of my clients, she uh, she's tracking her fruit, food at the moment and she went over on her carbs. She goes, oh, well, that means I'm going to put on weight. And I was like, but did you go over on your calories? No. Did you hit your, your protein? Yeah. And I was like, so what, why do you think the carbs are going to make you fat? Like kind of just understand. And she goes, well, because I've gone over on my carbs, that means I'm going to put on fat now. And I was like, but you've stayed in a calorie deficit. And it was just like a light bulb moment for her. Mm. She was like, oh, so it's the calorie deficit that is actually helping me for fat loss. Yeah. Not that I need to cut carbs. And, I, and for me personally, I like to give people a calorie target and a protein target and then carbs and fat. Unless they've got very specific goals with like training, I would want to increase their carbs. But for again, gem pop, fat and carbs, do what you want with them really. Yeah. Um, and when I kind of spoke to her about that, she was like, oh, I just thought all this time, like it was the carbs that were making me fat. So I was cutting my carbs, cutting my carbs. I was like, no, that's why you haven't really been sleeping, why fat loss has probably been more challenging for you because you're hungry as well. And mm-hmm. then that causes you to overeat because carbs are your main, your body's main source of energy. And actually without getting into 
you know, a ton of science, um, carbs are like the fuel for the fire. And if you yeah. think about your metabolism as like this fire, when you add more wood, it burns hotter. Yeah. And it burns yeah, more yeah, energy. Yeah. And that's kind of the way your body works. You put carbs in and it revs it up and, and it burns. So actually yeah. eating carbs isn't the thing that's going to make you fat. Yeah. And like you said, calorie deficit, the calorie is king. How you get to those calories, yes, there's some differences with how you make up those calories in terms of food quality, in terms of macronutrient breakdown, like so how much carbs, protein, fat that you're eating. But actually, it has been proven that you could live in a calorie deficit purely on crap, like yeah, junk Mars food bars and stuff like that. And, and still that lose weight. And, and that is kind of like a trend I'm now seeing on social media of um, if it fits your macros. And scientifically, yes, is that the way that I want to kind of train clients not necessarily because we know how important food quality is mm -hmm. however if you did just want to if you truly did not like any vegetables any fruit you didn't want to have any whole foods but you really wanted to lose body fat don't recommend it but you could lose body fat purely eating, on mcdonald's purely on mcdonald's <laughs> if you save in a calorie deficit and for some people that is what they need because they cannot get in that mm -hmm. mindset yet of eating a balanced diet so you know it but then the, it if is. it fits your macros I think is liberating <clears throat> in some ways because it's like yeah. oh I don't need to live on you know chicken rice broccoli yeah I can include brownie or yeah. I can include a takeaway or whatever yeah it because makes it, fits it my less macros. restrictive exactly yeah. and it's just that's where nutrition becomes very gray and there's no black and white because mm. it it's so dependent on you know, your mindset, your feelings towards food, all, you know, habits, social environment, all of those sorts of things that you can't say, this is the way. Yeah. But what we do know is carbs do not make you fat and, in and of themselves. And fat doesn't make you fat. And no, dietary fat and body fat are not the same. Yeah. And that is, yeah, that is a good point because I think people just think fat is fat and it's like, no. And especially as females, we need a good amount of fat in our mm -hmm. diet. Um, in order to regulate hormones and again that's another thing of of especially with um like slimming world for example they run a lot on um fat so you could have plates and plates of free pasta because that's not how they do their point system or sins i think it is but you just have no fat in anything. The thing is, when we did it's just like, the voice episodes, nobody would have seen my reactions, and now everybody can see my disdain yeah, for Slimming World. World. So something like Slimming World, where um, you know they demonise fat, and that's how your Sims work, just doesn't make sense. And it's like, actually, what would I rather eat? An avocado, which I don't know the sins on, but I know is going to be some, or a plate of pasta. What is healthier for me? Yeah, it's just so so bizarre. It's mind-blowing. And, and that's, that's where black and white rules do not work. Yeah. And I, I feel really, you know, sorry for kind of the gem pop people because I understand why it's so hard to lose weight because then you've got something like keto, which is like fats are great. Yeah. We love fats. And then you've got something like Slim World. It's like fats are bad. Um, and eat no all the carbs. Eat yeah. all the carbs. And no wonder why people find it so overwhelming Well, actually, they're not even teaching them that it's carbs that they're favoring. No, it's no, just, they don't. It's just the sins. It's but just then when you actually follow this arbitrary the, you know, rule. Yeah. So. When you look into the structure of the world, that is basically what it is. Carbs are, you know, 
king very minimal protein and uh, no but basically no fat which is i can already hear the confusion going yeah but you just said carbs fuel the fire yeah. it's like yes but dial it back again when we said you need all three yeah so like having a diet where you've got one which is superior than the other uh, you know and you're completely cutting another one out just doesn't make sense like you need a balanced plate of, of all of them um, and it just depends on, yeah, depends on your goals. Somebody who's got very specific performance goals, yeah, we would want to give them a little bit more carbs, mm -hmm. you know, around their training, maybe even a little bit more protein. That doesn't mean you're cutting them out or, or like, you know, completely forgetting about fat. Mm -hmm. um, and, well, again, it might be actually useful to say, how do people put on body fat? Um, just by eating too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, that is, it's got not it's got nothing to do with one macronutrient. It is to and do with, you could, in theory, like we just said about eating more protein, but you could, and it's going to be less likely. And I don't want that, that to mean that people are going, okay, well, you know, pro, pro, protein's free, or um, no, but you've just said that protein is better than carbs and fat. It's less likely that protein will get turned into body fat than the other two, but a calorie. If you eat more calories than you are burning, you are going to put on fat. And yeah. then it comes to where people are like, but it's not as simple as a calorie is a calorie. It's not just calories in, calories out. And it's like, it is, but there's factors that go into yeah. each of those things. And that's probably beyond the scope of today's episode. But it's like, here's your scale, but it's not just calories in and calories out. It's calories in, macronutrients, timing, um, you know, Training all the other stimulus, things. Yeah. And then you've got calories out which is made up of bodily processes, training, neat, like just so many other things. So there's lots of factors on each side of the scale. Yeah. So to summarize, fats won't make you fat, carbs won't make you fat, protein won't make you fat. Too many calories. Too many calories. Um, and you just don't need, please don't cut out food groups. Unless for whatever reason, there is some sort of... Uh, health reason, as in you have been told by a dietitian, yeah. not a GP, a dietitian and a nutritionist, because a GP is a general practitioner. They don't have the absolute, like, um, specific kind of uh, understanding of nutrition. No, they just do a very general course. Which, and they serve their purpose. And they, they are do, still but... susceptible to the same social media trends yeah. that you will hear online. So. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that, that's why like with um, like a PT qualification, like you go over nutrition, but you still as a personal trainer can't give meal plans or very specific nutrition advice. Why? Because you haven't done the detailed course of, of training <laughs> of, in nutrition. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, and that's the same with a, a GP. They've got that general overview, but they don't have that very detailed technical understanding of nutrition. So unless you've been told by a dietitian or nutritionist, do, you cannot have this much of this macronutrient for whatever health condition. I know there is some science around uh, things like um, like dairy uh, flaring up like psoriasis and all these types of things. So unless you've been told something like that, please don't cut out food groups. Myth number three, muscle weighs more than fat. <laughs> Every time I hear it, it gets worse. But when I hear it because it just, like you get the... What weighs more, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? And you're like, oh, my God. And again, I don't know where this came from either. Where did it start? I think it came from, and I get it, and we were just singing the praises of weight training yeah. and building muscle. So I think it came from people trying to, like, make that more popular and make it okay with women. Like, well, muscle weighs more than fat, so ignore the scale because you've been weight training. And it's like, 
oh, you're trying to do the right thing. I get it. But you're not saying it in the right way because a pound is a pound. Yeah, exactly. You can't, it just is. It's just a unit of measure and whatever you put, whatever is in there, a pound is a pound. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, I remember the first time I saw this, because again, I have been a beginner to exercise and I have thought, like because of the image that I saw, it was um, a photo of like body fat and it say was this big and then it was a pound of muscle and it was like this big. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, you know, see, and I remember at the time thinking, no, but that doesn't make sense because I thought of the bricks and the feathers. I'd heard that before, but that was very much pushed this photo on social media. I've seen it. And <laughs> so then I was like, oh, Everyone's maybe that's true then. And I was kind of like doubting my own intelligence to understand that like, and thought that that was... Um, true for a little while because that was just really being pushed and not pushed by just like anybody like there was actual other people at the time I think um it was on Facebook not Instagram um was pushing like people in the fitness industry were pushing that image and kind of justifying Mm -hmm. that that's why the scale is going up so of course if you're a beginner to exercise you think okay this person is a physically fit person they're telling me this so I must believe it um so no that it's it's crap so Basically. the thing is why that image is true like uh, the image is not incorrect the pound of fat does look like this and the pound of muscle does look like this yeah. but that's because it takes up less space yeah because muscle is more dense than fat that's the wording that we need to use it's not yeah. that it weighs more i suppose you know if you were to take the same amount like size wise yeah if you were to take like a cubic centimeter of muscle and a cubic centimeter of mass of fat, sorry, they would weigh differently. Mm-hmm. But you can't say weight is different. So muscle takes up less room in your body. It's more dense. Um, so that's why this whole image got pushed around. But we need to change the wording. Muscle does not weigh more than fat. It's more dense than fat. Yeah. And, and is more useful to your body than fat yeah. is. And that's why... Um, um, it's probably a good point to say, you know, when you do start weight training, yeah, the scale may go up because you are putting on muscle. But again, that like, people freak out because they think weight's the same as fat. And it's like, no, weight is your entire body. That is your organs. That is your muscle mass. That is your fluid. You know, it's everything. Body fat is a component of that. So people think as soon as the scale goes up, they're like, oh, I've put on body fat. Like, no, you've put on weight, but weight isn't negative. Like, and nor is fat gain and fat necessarily negative but yeah. people think the scale goes up and they're like oh that means I've put on weight that means I'm a failure I'm getting bigger and it just stops and I've actually spiral. known people who have stopped exercising because <clears throat> the scale has not reflected the work that they've put in yeah, in their really eyes sad, yeah. because they've started exercise and what we have to remember here again we're getting on a tangent is that water is the most fluctuating thing in your body Definitely. like literally if you were to stand on the scale and then get off and drink a glass of water and stand on the scale, yeah. you're going to weigh more yeah. because you've got water in your body. And there are so many things that happen, again, try not to get onto a tangent, that make your body store or lose water. And uh, weight training is one of those. Muscle yeah. is actually full of water. Yeah. And your body will store it when it starts, when you start lifting weights and things. So actually, it's hard because people are like, I want to build muscle. And then they put on a couple of pounds on the scale and it's like, oh, I've gained a couple of pounds of muscle you haven't, you can't build muscle that quickly, yeah. even as a beginner, you're just storing a lot of water. Yeah. So it's just trying to remember that 
and yeah. not get disheartened by the scale. Yeah, and that's why as well, if people actually um, say they've been training a lot, they haven't had a you know a, a deload in a while, and they take a deload, they tend to find by the end of the deload, if they weigh themselves, they are lighter, and that can yeah. make them freak out because they think, oh, I've, I've lost, lost all my gains. Gains you yeah. haven't. Um, and you may look physically flat, but it's not. It's just because you've lost like, you know, the pump, up with not the, water. the pump, with water. Like, that is literally it. And I know um, if I go on holiday and, you know, and I decide, you know what, I'm not going to train this holiday, have a couple of days off, I tend to come back lighter than gaining because it's just like my body's just um, not, hasn't got all that inflammation. And, again, that's part of weight training is it mm-hmm. does cause um, inflammation. But, again, people but in, a good way. in a good way. Yeah. People freak and think, oh, God, my, you know. I'm getting bigger and it's just people freak out. So, yeah, you don't need to worry about that. And muscle does not weigh more than fat. Yeah. <laughs> muscle Good. is more dense than fat. Myth four, um, and I guess kind of crosses into myth five, which is all around food timing. So, myth number four training fasted is better than eating before you train yeah well um again, well. <laughs> it, it's, it's, again it's so hard because you want it's, it's so many avenues you can go down with this and again i i think that personally i think this started with kind of do you remember the insanity phase of like i never got hits. into it but. no i never got into it but i used to just remember always seeing it on the tv and it's only because i was I was probably about 13, 14 when that started becoming a thing. And it's only because I couldn't afford to buy it. Otherwise, I would have definitely gone down the insanity route. Um, And I think that kind of, I'm only guessing, but I think for me, I remember that being kind of like, you do a 45-minute HIIT workout first thing in the morning, like fasted, it's going to help you burn the body fat, you're stripping the body fat. And then like, and it's almost like then you get more calories to eat after then because you've stripped the body fat you're not burning your food and then you get more <laughs> like it's so insane like that's personally what well my that's why it's hypothesis. called insanity yeah it's exactly the theory behind that's it my like hypothesis i think kind of where this comes from but it could have started earlier or later i don't know that's definitely where i kind of picked up on it and the thing is again this is where this is where things get nuanced and there's no black and white because there's two things that i'm going to say here that are going to be contradictory but they're not yeah, but they're going to on the surface sound contradictory. And the one thing I'm going to say is that there is a real thing called depletion where you do some work, like some training, and it uses the glycogen in your muscles and you're depleting your body of stores that it's got to use. That is a real thing. The second thing I'm going to say is there is not much substantial evidence to show that training fasted is superior to training after eating yeah and the thing is those things sound contradictory but the muscle depletion situation is a very advanced protocol that bodybuilders uh like athletes are going to use but it has to go alongside a lot of other things that happen yeah not eating doing an insanity workout or insert other thing here and then eating is not that protocol yeah. So it doesn't make any difference. That's what I mean. People we have to come back to calories are king. And if you yeah. are eating fewer calories than you are burning, it doesn't matter at what time you're going to eat those. Yeah. You are going to lose fat. And if you're eating more, it doesn't matter if you didn't eat before you trained, you are going to gain fat. Yeah, exactly. And it's like people just take these like cherry pick what they've 
seen in again these elite athletes and applying it to yeah. them and yeah. they are like what we would call like a gem pop client that is that is the problem we come <clears> back <throat> to our first thing where we where we were saying about people seeing the pinnacle of these sports these top mm. athletes and of course these people are showing what they eat in a day or their daily routines because it's interesting it's like how yeah, do yeah. these other people live what we can't do is see that and go i need to do that yeah because Definitely. we don't live those lives. Yeah. Like you said, we've got full-time jobs, children, houses to run, meals to cook. Most of these people are getting their meals cooked for them, prepped for them, delivered, you know, whatever. We have got other real problems and we're not training six, seven hours a day. Yeah, exactly. And for me, I personally, and this is why I tend to train around about like four o'clock-ish because I need some food in me beforehand and I really struggle to eat first thing in the morning so if I come here and I'm doing like a 10 o'clock class I don't tend to actually eat before but I get the calories in so this is if you're somebody who doesn't want to eat first thing in the morning but you can only do like a 5am class 10am is actually quite late but again I don't I try to normally that's the time I'd be having my breakfast so if I'm coming in for a workout like right what do I have and I'll just have um a Lucasade which is about 140 calories got lots of lots of electrolytes in and then I'll add a like double scoop of a uh, clear way, which is like got 40 grams of protein in. So then other people also think that liquid calories aren't calories. So again, that's another thing. So that drink is about 240 pushing like nearly, depending how big your double scoop is, like 300 calories. That's enough for me in the morning. I've still got something in, I might add a scoop of creatine to it or, or whatever. Um, for me to have that, not feel too full, do my workout, but immediately after, I'll make sure at that point, then I'm starving after I've worked out, so I want to get a proper meal in. Um, but people will like just have water and wonder why they're getting like headaches and stuff like that. So even if you can't, or have not able to push, they're like, oh, yeah, this workout and that feels gives so me hard. enough. Like that gives me enough, and it's not just straight caffeine. Cause that's another thing. People just have coffee first thing in the morning, which but revs whilst, your metabolism up and makes you feel hungrier. Yeah. So. So even though like that is a liquid option that has still got enough calories, it's got carbs, it's got some protein in um, for me to feel um, well enough to be able to push and have a good workout. So that is an option if you're saying like, okay, well, I don't like eating first thing in the morning. Like I don't, that's kind of what I do. Um, so, and especially for women, please do not train on an empty stomach. And that's where a lot of women can, you know, with their hormones and things like that, yeah. it's not good for us. Um, so that is an option liquid calories um, if you really can't stomach um, food or even just a protein shake blended with like oats and an apple or peanut butter something like that um, and just having that before just something see I was the opposite that brief time when I would do 6am yeah. <laughs> um, the liquid sloshes around for me and I can't yeah. do liquid I also don't love eating um, at that time in the morning but obviously knew that I needed something so just a load of jam on toast, which again, yeah. people would be going, oh, that's sugar, that's carbs. Yeah, and guess what? I'm going to burn it. Yeah. I'm about to do a workout. And yeah. that will just be used. Yeah, and that that's just an option um, for people. And yeah, so if you're female, obviously, and you're listening to this, like just put even more so, men tend to be able to deal with uh, training fasting much better than women. Um, but for us, it's, it's not good. So please just have something and... Um, whilst we've spoken about before having balanced meals is kind of like where we want to look at if We're you're training that gray gray area yeah. of like um if you're training at um 5 a.m but you're uh, waking up at 4 30 a.m for example carbs 
get carbs in like mm-hmm. because your body like we said before it's your body's main source of energy your body will burn that up really quickly so the drink that I have I have about an hour an hour before um, and that's enough because it's got the carbs and the protein and then I might sip it throughout my workout and mm. I'm personally fine with that I deal with liquids actually better than than food but if it was actually like 15 minutes before I'm grabbing like an apple or a squares bar, something like that. Yes. Because I know my body will digest that really quickly or even like a handful of like Percy pigs or sweets. And again, people will see that. I've had people at the gym who are maybe newer members and they're like, oh, you're so lucky that you can eat sweets before. And I'm like, no, 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 like this. But it's so hard because it's like, oh no, like sweets aren't bad and sugar isn't bad. But I know my body can digest those three Percy pigs really quickly, give me a boost of energy so I can perform well. Um, yeah, so I'm not a morning trainer um, at all, or even really mid-morning, but sometimes my schedule, I have to do that. So that's an option for people. So, yeah. Okay, which leads us into myth number five, eating after 6 p.m. will make you fail. Oh, yeah. Just, it gets worse as the list has gone on. <laughs> um, I feel like this was a good one to finish off on because hopefully by the time you've got to this, you have understood that it's calories in, calories out. The time that you eat them doesn't matter Again, I would think where this has possibly come from is that if you eat later at night and you're weighing yourself in the morning, your body obviously hasn't had enough as much time to digest that food. So likely you will be you weigh heavier. Doesn't mean you've put on body fat. And I think because of the physical weight of food. Again, if you weigh yourself and then you eat a meal and you weigh yourself, you will be heavier because you've put that 300 grams of potato or whatever into into your your body body. yeah so I think that's possibly where it it has come from but also um that can be quite confusing when um, a recommendation that I tend to give to people is you know trying not to eat kind of like two hours before bed but it's to do with sleep Mm -hmm. because your body is still digesting food and I think then that can kind of like you say the gray area um so I think the other thing is um from what I've heard of this is if you're eating late at night well then you're not going to do any more exercise so you're not going to burn it off and that's right, why you shouldn't eat later yeah. night. Again, it just doesn't, your body, even when you are not exercising, your body is still burning calories. Like your, um, your body doesn't just burn calories when you're exercising. Like just you living and breathing and laying in bed, like your body needs calories in order to like function. I think we need to just dial it back and remember that all of this, all of these myths have come from the fact that people want to lose fat. Yeah. But let's remember why the body has extra fat. It's because it's great at using energy when it needs it and storing it for when it doesn't. Yeah. So we don't need to, again, unless you're a top athlete, you don't need to worry too much about the timing of your meals. You need to worry about, am I eating enough to support my goals? And if that is to lose fat, then you need to eat less. And if that is to perform, you need to eat either enough or more. And that really is it. Yeah. Again, that timing is like, this much out of the whole pie yeah so you really just it's just not something to stress about at all and for me again there can be other days where I train much later because of other classes and again it's just my schedule I'd love to live in the perfect world where I could train at the same time every day so if I then don't finish training until like um like half seven half eight and that means that um, I either go to bed hungry or have a meal. I'm going to have a meal, like mm-hmm. have a meal. Cause I think people then say, oh, well, well, I can't have anything to eat because now I'm not exercising. So I won't burn it off or like, it's going to sit in my stomach. And I'm going to put on fat. Like no. Or the other meal. way. And they, like you say, train late, get back from the gym at like half seven. They're like, well, 
it's past six, so I can't eat. Yeah, it's like, it's no, like, no, fuel yourself. Yeah, have a meal. Um, because if, say, if, um, you know, you don't have that meal, you're either going to wake up in the night and feel super hungry and then go and eat anyway. And you're not, tell me now, somebody who at 1am is cooking a proper dinner. No, you're, you're going to grab crap. Up, yeah, you're just going to raise something. Or it will just make you feel more crap the next day because you're going to already be waking up in the morning super hungry and it's really hard if you're already waking up that first thing in the morning you're super hungry like it's almost like you chase the calories all day mm-hmm. because you've just you've just not had a proper meal probably since lunchtime the night before or the day before um so yeah you know in terms of when you have your calories it doesn't you know again gem pop doesn't matter no and like you said it's only i know for me if i eat that late at night I do, my sleep is a little bit disturbed. I tend to have really crazy dreams. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it, you know, it's a choice. Yeah. And it's like, which would I rather wake up hungry or have some weird dreams? Like- yeah. And that's thing for me, like I know as well, if I eat late, I don't sleep as well. And I'm not a great sleeper as it is. However, for me, my main goal is to make sure that I'm, you know, eating enough. So I'd rather have a dinner. I might have a bit more of a crap sleep, but that's to me, I'd rather have some, you know, get those calories in after I've trained because I know that's what my body needs to recover. Okay, so summary then. Weight training does not make you bulky. Fat or carbs do not make you fat. Muscle does not weigh more than fat. You don't need to train fasted and you don't need to restrict the timing of your food. Perfect. Thanks for listening, team. Next week, we'll be joined by a special guest to discuss how to build a bulletproof mindset.